on, everybody? Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Watch Your with me, Jean-Luc Welch. That's right. Clap it up, get excited, make some noise wherever you want. Make it, make, make a scene, have a fit, I don't care. Make it known that you're watching, hopefully one of the hottest rising shows on the internet today. The Watch Your with me, Jean-Luc Welch, and I thank you so much for joining in today. My goodness, we got a special episode for you today. This is gonna be a boxing-driven episode for you boxing fans out there. Yes, we got one of the biggest fights happening in boxing today in Gennady Golovkin versus Triple G. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin in the a trilogy, in the third fight in the trilogy that they've had with each other. My goodness, we're gonna cover who's gonna win that, why whoever I think is gonna win is going to win, and the repercussions of what will happen with whoever wins this fight. So, please, subscribe to the channel, first and foremost. Leave a like on the video right now, and throughout the video, whenever you hear something that uh, tickles your ears and heightens your interest, and that you agree or even disagree with, I don't care whether you love me or hate me, like the episode anyway. And as well, comment your thoughts and opinions on whatever happens and whatever is said on this show. And please share the channel with everybody that you know. Share it with whoever, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your granddad, any sports fan, any non-sportsman, I don't care. We we cater to everybody. Because anybody can listen and watch this show. And have an opinion. Because this, this is a community. We want to build something special. And I can't do it without you. So please, 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 please. Share it to everybody that you know. And let's make this community something special. Let's build an empire. So I can build some money. Some moolah. Some dough. So I can make this show even more special for you. My fans, hopefully my fans, or my haters, I don't care who you are. If you're watching the show, hey, do something about it and make this channel big and make it blow up. But enough with all that stuff. We got fights to cover. And my goodness, we're going to cover Canelo Alvarez versus Triple G in the trilogy. And I've been waiting to play this sound for a major fight, and this is one of them. That's right, the THX sound that used to scare me as a kid whenever the movies would come up when I was a child. Shook the walls off of my house. Hopefully it didn't shake your car or it didn't uh, blow out your speakers and blow out your bass. But again, that bombastic approach to that bombastic type of sound is perfect for this type of fight because of the fact that this is legitimately a mega fight this is a huge fight for anybody who's watching i don't care if you're a boxing fan or not this is a fight that you want to see because this is the highest caliber of talent that you can garner when you're watching boxing legitimately triple g versus canelo alvarez in the trilogy this is going to be a war just like the first two fights were highly technical incredibly exciting action-packed this is going to be a fight that you're not going to want to miss tomorrow on saturday trust me i'm gonna be tuned into that fight and i'm gonna have my follow-up on that whole endeavor later on next week once it happens trust and believe that but the breakdown of that fight first and foremost what are you going to be looking for what's going to happen when you, these two clash, well, let's go backtrack to the first fight that they had in this trilogy. Canelo Alvarez for Triple G won, again, was highly contested by fans, and ended in the draw. Now, that could be due to the fact that, hey, money's involved, and, you know, these promotions are going to want to drag out a fight in order to be able to make the most revenue down the line. So, many people said that Triple G should have won that fight 
Uh, many people said it can never should win that fight. So hey, it was a good match. If it ended, it ended in the draw, and I'm not mad at it. Neither should you. Now Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez too. However, in my opinion, better than the first fight that they had. My goodness, I loved that fight when it happened. And many people said that Gennady Golovkin should have won that fight. Many people said that it was robbed of him that when Canelo won. Now, again, granted, I'm not mad at the decision. Again, a very close fight. So I'm not opposed to one or the other getting it. However, with that being said, in a matchup that these two have been, again, constantly figuring each other out, Constantly going to war with each other, consistently finding a success against each other. What's going to be the turnout of this one? In a matchup where two people have been, again, hotly contested in neck and neck whenever they fight against each other. What's going to be the outcome of this trilogy fight? Now, again, you can you can look at other trilogies like, you know, Ali versus Frazier. Uh, I'm not saying this trilogy is as great, but I'm talking about how normally these fights have panned out. Uh... Manny Pacquiao versus uh, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez, who they fought, what, four times about? Hotly contested every single time in the last fight, even though Pacquiao won the outright in terms of the amount of wins. Juan, Juan Manuel Marquez went and knocked him out in their last outcome against each other. And I, I, again, I believe knockout of the year when it happened. My goodness, Manny Pacquiao went sleep, slump. Absolutely dead. The brother, in fact, this brother, this brother, not that. In fact, that's exactly what you heard. When 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 Marquez landed that shot, Manny Pacquiao's brain went, uh-uh, and then just just we thought he might have like there was some real concern <laughs> after that fight happened with him getting knocked out and not even moving. My gosh, that was a not only a great fight, but an incredible knockout. But again, I digress. With those types of trilogies or multiple matchup fights, the even when you think somebody should be better, more sometimes, not more often than not, but sometimes you get, you know, the quote-unquote underdog, who even though it's neck and neck with him, coming out on top. Now, Granted, full disclosure, I think that Canelo Average is going to win this fight. Yes, I do. I don't care if you're a Canelo lover or Canelo hater. I think that at this stage in Canelo Alvarez's career, the problem that Triple G is going to run against is that he's hitting his prime while Triple G is coming out of his prime. Understand this against Murata when Triple G fought Murata, if you watch that fight. Murata was giving him some work. Murata was taking it to him, legitimately. Murata was landing, connecting, throwing combinations, having success on the offensive end, in some cases being able to control Gennady Golovkin, which was insane. We never see that. Gennady Golovkin is always the stalker, the man that walks you down, the man with an iron chin, the man that doesn't get phased by any punch. And just, again, seek and destroy, low plotting and just wears you down. Body shots, shots to the head. Everything that he throws is heavy because he's got just naturally heavy hands and heavy power. This man is not to be messed with. If you get touched by him, you can get rocked and dazed or put to sleep like he's done against multiple opponents. But against Murata, you saw 
Maybe the age is catching up to him. Maybe we're seeing the not. I'm not gonna say the downfall, but the regression of Gennady Golovkin. We're seeing a fighter who, okay, now he's not the invincible Triple G that we've known him to be before. He's not the guy that struck that struck fear into every opponent that he faced, like he used to in his prime. He's not that guy. He's not the fighter that many fighters. Hey, they, they were hesitant to call out Triple G because they knew if they got in with him, more likely than not, they're going to be tested. And even more likely, they're going to be KO'd. This man was avoided for a number of years because he was a bad man. Still is a bad man, but he's not as bad as he used to be. And that's where I, that's why I really think that Canelo's going to win this fight. Now, with that being said, what is wrong with Canelo? Coming into this fight. Well, what got him success in the first place? First off, one, it was his elusiveness. We understand that Canelo Alvarez has some of the best head movement in boxing. We understand that he, again, trains it every single day. You see his training videos. You see, you you saw the highlight against Danny Jacobs and other opponents where he just, just, just easily evades, slips, and moves out the way of what his opponent is trying to do. And then counters. Again, the brother is a counter puncher. More than anything, I don't. Yes, he gets knockouts. Yes, he's aggressive, but he's an aggressive counterpuncher. He thrives also off of his opponents making mistakes and him capitalizing on them. He's not just coming through. See, you let you know what happened. You let Callum. Many people let the fight with Callum Smith change how they view Canelo Alvarez. When Callum Smith fought Canelo Alvarez for I, I forget what time when he, when Canelo Alvarez moved up in weight. What was it? Was it super middle? Whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of weight class. I'm, 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 I, but I, I know Callum Smith was the bigger fighter. Canelo Alvarez got flack for moving up in weight instead of fighting uh, 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 Benavidez, uh, excuse me, David Benavidez, and still getting flack for that when he moved up in weight to fight Bevo, Dimitri Bevo, for the light heavyweight title. But again. When he moved up in weight, despite the criticism, despite all the noise, people saying, oh, he's ducking, which is, again, utterly stupid. He's making himself great by trying to conquer other divisions. You commend somebody for that. You don't negate somebody for that. But when he moved up to fight Callum Smith, this man went and just utterly destroyed him. And how he did it was just moving through, landing big shots. One at a time. That was the thing. Yes, he threw some combinations here and there. But mainly it was slip, throw big shots, land on the arms, just wear him down, and utterly just, again, stalk and destroy with one-shot power. Every shot was, a, was loading up one-shot power. He would throw a hook, then throw a hard shot to the body. Throw a jab, then an uppercut. He, would, he tripled up on the uppercut a couple times, just like he did against Bevo. But again, the problem with that is that he was only, he was deviating away from what made him truly great. Not just being a counterpuncher, not just being elusive, not just having power, but throwing combinations. As we saw him move up, we saw Canelo throwing less combination punching or let, throwing less combination strings and more show loading up on one-shot power. Now, can he get away with that because of his skill set? Yes. However, 
that's not the best canilla. And it wasn't the best canilla. Now, could that be because of the extra weight coming on him? Now you got you have TS to adapt. Maybe he can't use up all that energy to throw those combinations like he's able to do. Instead, he had to, you know, slow it down, calm down, pace himself a little more, choose power over volume, even though he's still throwing a lot of volume. Hey, very well may have been so. That very well may have been so. However, against Gennady Golovkin, the easiest way that Canelo Alvarez is going to be able to win this fight is to throw combination punches, not just throwing one-shot haymakers one at a time or two at a time. That's going to be the easiest way to, to beat Gennady Golovkin. Now, can he beat Gennady Golovkin just throwing big shots? Yes, because at this stage in Gennady Golovkin's career, Gennady Golovkin, like we saw with Murata, doesn't have the defense that he used to. We saw Murata's shots getting through when throwing combinations. We saw Murata be able to push Gennady Golovkin back, which never happens, like I said earlier. Gennady Golovkin is regressing as a fighter because of his age and his physical ability. It's not a knock, that's just a fact of the matter. He's still elite and can still take Canelo out, just like he took Murata out even when he was down. But what happened when he took Murati out? Gennady Golovkin was able to get comfortable. And what happened in the other two fights against Canelo that gave many people credence to why Triple D should have won? Gennady Golovkin got comfortable. He got comfortable. Canelo Alvarez can't let Gennady Golovkin get comfortable. He can't let Triple G get comfortable. And one of the best ways to let Triple G get comfortable is to lull in the action. Being, giving Gennady Golovkin time to not only think, but see what shot's going to come is dangerous because of the fact that then it gives him a chance to get in his own rhythm, to get his own motor running. Maybe it's not as fast as it used to be, but once he gets going, shoot, that thing is like a lawnmower. It will cut through anything. It does not matter. That's why he's such a danger, even when he's in danger. Because once he's able to get, once he gets the locomotive train running, now he gets control. He does. Can you counter him? Yes. Does he have holes in his defense? Yes. Does he have tails when he throws punches? Absolutely. When he throws the uppercut, he leaves his, his he, he drops his hand and leaves his head open. That's an instance for a hook. When he throws his hooks, sometimes they're wide. And he doesn't bring them back to, to guard like he needs to. Hence relies on his chin. Hence gives Canelo a big opportunity to land a big shot. We get that. He's not a perfect fighter. But he's a dangerous fighter. Talk gonna, he's an elite fighter. But he can still lose because of the fact that if Canelo makes it so that Triple G not only doesn't get comfortable, but isn't able to get his motor running, isn't able to get the, 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 the cogs turning, isn't able to get his timing down, isn't able to, to muster up the gusto to say, okay, yeah, I can move forward. 
and 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 overpower the opponent. As long as Canelo Alvarez doesn't do that, or doesn't allow for Triple G to do that, he's got this in the bag. In my estimate, it's still gonna be a good fight. But I think we're gonna see at this time the full. I'm not gonna say destruction. It's not gonna be destructive, but the full discrepancy of skill that wasn't shown in their first two, in their first two encounters. Again, I've always said that Canelo Alvarez is a better fighter than Gennady Golovkin. I've been saying that. I've always held that 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 principle. It's the first time you're hearing it on on the channel, but I've always had that principle. I've always had that as my as my opinion. Canelo Alvarez is wholeheartedly a better fighter than Gennady Golovkin. At their best, it was close. Now, however, with Canelo hitting his prime, in his prime, and Gennady Golovkin leaving his prime, and against, again, lesser talent than Canelo, having trouble, no knock against people like Murata, no knock against, phenomenal fighter. But he's not Canelo. And we saw Gennady Golovkin struggle. So because of that, I don't think that Triple G is going to be able to win. Is it going to get knocked out? That's where I may have a, 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 a how do you say, um, controversial opinion. And I will say yes. I, I would have Canelo Alvarez knocking out Gennady Golovkin. I'm not saying it's a definitive, but I would not be surprised if he stopped. Wouldn't be surprised. Because, again, of the regression of defense of Gennady Golovkin, the holes in his defense that allow for big shots to land, on top of if what happens, if what happens in terms of Canelo's game plan happens against Gennady Golovkin, in this fight, I think it can end by knockout late in the fight. Probably by the eighth round. Still going to be hotly contested. But I think it's going to happen. Because the one thing that Canelo wasn't in, the, in any of this trilogy that Gennady Golovkin was for all of these years was the bigger guy. For a number of years, everything about Canelo, again, even I said this. I've been, I've been at this. Everything about Canelo Alvarez was better than Gennady Golovkin. In my estimation, except for two things. Gennady Golovkin's chin and Gennady Golovkin's size and power. Those were the two things that I said, no, Golovkin can, can take out Canelo. And he can run, he can run through his punches. I said that. I was adamant on that. Even though I said Canelo Alvarez was going to win. I said Golovkin was going to be dangerous because of the fact that he can eat punch like few in, in not only the division, but in all the boxing. And then, again, the type of power that he has is just different. Bone-crushing power. I've said it about Spence. I've said it about George Foreman. And I've said it about Gennady Golovkin. Bone-crushing power. You feel it through the guard. You do. Again, I'm not comparing George Foreman, Spence, and Gennady Golovkin in terms of both boxing ability nor 
of all power, let's not get it twisted. Outside of Ernie Chambers, outside of Ernie Chambers, George Foreman is the strongest boxer I've ever seen. Bar none. But Gennady Golovkin is a powerhouse. And while he can still catch him, he's it, the problem is that that power isn't going to be enough. That power that he had is not to the level that Canelo is right now. It's never been the case in any other fight except for this one. This is the only one where Canelo's coming in as the bigger, stronger man in this fight. And that's why I say this, this can end in knockout late in the eighth round. Or eighth round after. I'll call it the eighth, but I'll say after, sure. That's the only thing that Gennady Golovkin had on Canelo Alvarez definitively. Everything else, regardless of what I say and what I feel, everything else you could contend with, you could debate. But you couldn't debate the power of Gennady versus Canelo. You couldn't do that. You couldn't debate the chin of Canelo versus Gennady. Now, you can. And you can argue that Canelo's got more power now. You can. You legitimately can. It's not out the question. And I would say that he's the bigger man in this fight. Now, with that being said, I I believe again, I believe that Canelo Alvarez is going to win this fight by a knockout in the eighth round or later. Or you'll get a unanimous decision. At worst, a split decision. But understand this about boxing. This is one of the hotly contested things involving this fight. The same boxers that gave it, either that gave him the draw or gave the decision to Canelo in, the, in their second fight. The same judges, excuse me, the same judges that gave the split, split decision, yeah, that gave the win to Canelo in his second fight. Those same judges are also going to be judging this third one. And some people are going to say, use that as an excuse of, hey, Canelo had help. Canelo, you know, couldn't do it on his own. Has to have the same judges that gave him the robbed win that Gennady Glovin should have had. He can't do it himself. You see, the brother is a bum. That's, no. Don't do that with Canelo Alvarez. And stop doing that as boxing fans. Please. Stop saying everything is rigged. Stop saying everything is a job. Stop saying that uh, people paid people off. I get that that happens. I understand that that happens. Yes, it does. But that's not every situation. There are such things as controversial decisions that are legitimately justified. Not every fight is a, oh, he got robbed type of thing. You can have, it's okay if it's a, now again, when I say it can be hotly contested, if, if it's a close fight and it's a close decision by the judges, 
Don't get bent out of shape over it. If it's rightly judged, now if it's wrongly judged, hey, now, yeah, you got a problem. Absolutely. Call them out. If it's like 18 to 11 for Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin clearly won, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's absolutely a problem. Or vice versa. Canelo won, but it's, you know, uh, 17-12 or 17-13 or whatever, a big discrepancy in the judges' scorecard. Yeah, call them out on it. But if it's a legitimately close fight and it gets closely judged, don't get bit out of shape if the fighter that you thought won the fight didn't win. Because not every situation is a clear-cut, definitive, yeah, he got it. Yes, he won it. It's not every fight. Again, if you if, if you if you understand what I'm talking about and are legitimate boxing, yeah, you you no qualms, no qualms whatsoever. Don't worry about anything that I'm saying. If you're one of those people that immediately throw out rigged, paid off, this, that, and the third, every excuse because your fighter didn't win, that no, that's hurting the sport. It's hurting yourself to understand the sport wholeheartedly. It's not how this should be. It's not how it should be at all. You're better than that. Yes, if things are hotly contested, let them be hotly contested. Understand that there are times that judges get it wrong and then there are times that judges get paid off. There are those times, but those two times are different. Sometimes a judge can't just get it wrong as to who they saw won the fight. But not every time is it that somebody paid somebody off. It happens. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. It happens. And it happens also that those people, more often than not, should be. They're not. It doesn't happen like it's supposed to be, but should be. They should be banned from boxing. Those types of judges, ban them from boxing. Absolutely. Get them out of here. They don't have no place in this sport. People are putting their lives on the line to make a living by potentially aiming to hurt and or we've seen in the ring before kill the opponent in front of him. This is a sport of bloodlust. It should be judged in the most unbiased way. It's not always the case. It's not always the case. But again, it doesn't mean that if your fighter doesn't get a decision, if it's close, if the fight is close, that every single time it is rigged or Canelo paid somebody off, Gennady Glover paid somebody off. It's not that, it's, it's, let's not do that all the time. Call it out when it needs to be called out. Call out a bad decision. Call out when, you know, somebody is legitimately robbed. Legitimately. Don't call it out if it's actually close and it can be given one way or the other. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because now you're letting your fanboy ability or your fanboy fandom get in the way of your act, you actually understanding and analyzing the sport. It's not good for boxing. It's not good for you. So please don't do that.
So that, again, could be used as a means to discredit Canelo if he does win by decision. I'm not going to do that if it's legitimately earned that he legitimately won the fight. Again, in my estimation, the first two trilogy, first two fights of the trilogy, if you felt Gennady won, give it to you. If you felt Canelo won, fine. They were, it was close enough that both opinions can be correct. That's okay. You can make an argument for both people winning. That's fine. And make your argument. Absolutely. But don't do a thing where if, if Canelo wins, like many fans do, and I'm not here trying to be a fanboy of anybody. No, bump that. I have who I think is the best in the world. I have who I think is the best in the division. And I have who I think is going to win a fight from fight to fight. That's it. My favorite fighter doesn't dictate who I, who I think is going to win in the immediate. Anthony Joshua for a time was one of my favorite fighters in boxing. Guess what I said? He's not going to beat Tyson Fury. And guess what I still hold? He's not going to beat Tyson Fury. And Joshua isn't my favorite fighter anymore. And I hold that same sentiment. Same sentiment. I love Canelo. But that doesn't change the fact that if he doesn't do what he needs to do in this fight, he can get knocked out. He can lose. And if he ever wants to go back and rematch against Bebo, if he uses the same tactics and doesn't actively do what he should have done, which is throw combination punching, move, not just try to one-shot everything, and, 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 and change up the change of his approach to make Bivol uncomfortable instead of letting him wail on you in on the ropes in the corner while you're trying to goad him into a, 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 a counter. Sometimes you got to force the counter. Sometimes you got to push the pressure. If he doesn't change up those types of things, he's going to lose again to Bivol if he ever wants to have that match again. Or if he ever gets that match again. Unbiased. If you don't do what you need to do, you're going to lose. Regardless of whether I think you should win or not. Regardless of whether I think you're, favorite, you're my favorite fighter or not. Does not matter. Does not matter. So with Canelo Alvarez, if he does win, and if he earns the win, don't be yelling out his rigged. Please, 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 please do not yell out his rigged. Now, while I say that Canelo Alvarez can win, one of the things I say, one of the things that I see that could potentially cause him not to win is the fact that he's been moving up and chanting his weight a lot. If you remember Roy Jones Jr., when he moved up to heavyweight and then moved back down to fight Antonio Tarver, in, in, what happened? He got knocked out. And he struggled. 
after he moved back down from heavyweight, he was never the same. Never the same. Moved up, captured the, the, the heavyweight title. First time since Bob Fitzsimmons, I believe, middleweight and heavyweight. I believe that was the first time it happened. Again, fact check if you if 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 you want to understand for yourself. But I believe since Bob Fitzsimmons was the first time that somebody had moved from middleweight to heavyweight and gained a title in both. That was the first time. But once he moved back down, what happened? Never the same. Never the, you could see it. Never the same. Still explosive, still a little, but something was off. And then gets caught, gets knocked out. Then gets knocked out again. Like it wasn't not it was not the Roy Jones Jr. that I hold as one of the three greatest fighters I've ever seen in boxing. As a talent. As a talent. Roy Jones was top three at his best. It was not a man on the planet at that point in time that could touch him. There wasn't. It was not. That brother was special beyond repair. Beyond reproach. Not repair. <laughs> not repair. Beyond reproach. You couldn't dispute it. The talent was so advanced above everybody else, regardless of the division. At his best, before he moved up, it was just... It was over. The only time he lost in his prime was to disqualification. That's it. Outside of that, the brother was flawless. Flawless. And he, I believe he was winning that fight when he got the DQ. So you can argue that his record actually, before he was flawless in his prime. But when he moved back down, what happened? Never the same. That same thing could happen with Canelo. That same thing could happen with Canelo. Moving weight and changing weight this many times has an effect on the body, whether you like it or not. Whether you want to admit it or not. And because of that, there's a fear that Canelo's body and trying to adapt and change amongst all these different weight classes potentially is going to go shot before it's time. When that happens, we don't know. We don't know. But when it does happen, you see it clearly. And that's with Canelo when he gets into this fight. If that does happen, then, hey, Gennady Golovkin can win it. Absolutely. Absolutely, Gennady can win it. But that's, that's the scary thing. And that's what makes people like Canelo and others who move up in weight to try to conquer multiple divisions so incredibly special. And so great. It's not just because of the fact that they're winning. It's because of the fact that they're pushing the limits of what their body can naturally handle. 
to go after people who are naturally bigger and naturally adept to whatever weight class that they're in while your body is fighting to keep up with whatever weight, power, and just overall frame that you need to adjust to. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. It is hard. It is hard. Don't believe me? Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury when they fought against each other. Deontay Wilder used to be able to go for a lot longer. Didn't have great stamina, but he used to be able to go for a lot longer in terms of fighting. Fundamentals are still horrible. But when he was 212 to 220, perfect. Perfect. Wiry Fang carried power all the way through, had the explosive, had it had the explosive athletic ability all the way through in any fight that he was in. When he fought Tyson Fury the first time, knocked him down in the 12th. Nearly knocked him out. 12th round of a of a phenomenal fight. Goes back second time around. After the draw, puts on even more weight to try to say, let me load up this right hand even more with more power so that he doesn't get up this time. It's tired by round three. Fight and gets knocked out in, I believe, the seventh. Seventh or eighth. Six, seventh, eight, one of those three rounds. Knocked down multiple times. Winded by round three. Third fight. My opinion, the best of that trilogy, what happens? Puts on even more muscle. Puts on even more weight. The biggest he's ever been. He tries out a new tactic of going to the body, jabbing to the body, actually wins round one. And then what happens? He's tired by round two. Round three completely gassed. Granted, did the power work? Yes. Even with him completely out of energy, he still put down Tyson Fury twice. And was still landing every shot, but that didn't change the fact that he didn't have anything in the gas tank by round four. Body changes affect your body's performance. And Canelo Alvarez, it can be both putting up, putting on muscle and taking off muscle. Canelo moving up and moving back down, that influx of changing his body consistently, that drastically, it can take a toll. And that toll can be paid at any given point in time in a fighter's career. At any given point in time. And when that happens, Severely, it, it, it severely affects the boxer's ability to produce at their best and highest level. And, I'm, and that's the underlying fear I have with Canelo. That's the underlying thing I have with Canelo. Him moving up and moving down consistently. Can potentially, in this fight or fight in the future, take its toll. And have an effect. It really can. It really can. Whether you want to believe it or not. This is with any fighter. 
Some people they're blessed enough to where that, that, that doesn't happen to them. Others, hey, it's not always the case. Others, they it, it, it takes a major toll. So with him being great and moving up in weight classes to try to gain multiple belts, phenomenal. But understand that if you see Canelo all of a sudden not look like the Canelo that we've known, which, to be perfectly honest, the Canelo that I know, he hasn't looked like that in in, in a minute. Because again, not using combination punching as much, more so plotting, and 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 instead of after after landing a counter, throwing more than just one shot, only going for big blows. He did it against. He did it against Sergey Kovalev. Did it against Caleb Plant. He did it against Bevo. Did it against Callum Smith. Again, an aggressive counter puncher is his style, but if he threw combinations more, it would be even more deadly. But again, it's not necessary for him to do that against Golovkin at this stage in Golovkin's career. But further on, however, if he wants to continue being or, or continue reaching for the brass ring of greatness that he's reaching for, be mindful that this weight cut, not weight cut, weight gain and weight fluctuation consistently can potentially hinder your body's ability to perform at its best level to reach that goal. And I don't want to see that. I want to see him be great. I want to see him continually being able to challenge other boxers and other divisions. I want to see him do that. Boxing's better for it when he does that. Now, granted, if he does lose, Canelo Alvarez does lose this fight. I think that we don't see him fight for a whole year. Because I think that's going to put in his mind that I got to choose one weight class to dominate. Because if he does lose, most likely it's going to be because of the fact that the assets that made him nearly untouchable, because of, again, the body changes and fluctuation, are now not available to him. And if that does happen in this fight, he's going to have a long, hard look look at himself and going to have to decide, am I going to Reign as undisputed at super middleweight and just stay there? Or am I going to continue trying to move up and down? If I continue trying to move up and down after this loss and the loss to Bevo, I know what my limit is. And my limit, and what I see as Canelo's limit, is that 168 is, is his max. Super middle is his max. They can perform at its best with everything, every tool in its tool belt available to them. Combination, speed, power, elusiveness, toughness, chin, all that stuff. 
That's his peak. Going beyond that is pushing his limits. In my estimation. And I think he's going to have that same revelation if he loses this fight. Now, if he wins this fight, well, now, rematch with Bevo, most likely it's going to happen first and foremost. Then, depending on that outcome, he's going to finally fight David Benavidez. And if he fights David Benavidez, the, tall, the, the towering inferno, I believe that's what he's called, Uh, maybe maybe that's Figueroa, Figueroa, Figueroa. I can't. The tall, six foot, like five, uh, playing mantis-looking Joker that fights on the inside for some reason, but from winning every fight. <laughs> but David Benavidez, yeah, but this is a towering in front of. I can't remember his nickname. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't remember his nickname for the life of me. But David Bene, David Benavidez, if he fights Canelo Alvarez, that's going to be a tough fight because of the unorthodox offensive style that Benavidez will have. If everything goes right and Canelo beats Gennady and then he beats Bevo, or regardless of the outcome to Bevo, David Benavidez is the third fighter on that list. If, if I'm thinking correctly, in terms of what should be the trajectory of Canelo, Gennady, Bevo rematch, and then David Benavidez, regardless of the outcome of Bevo. The unorthodox style of David Benavidez, literally quadrupling up on hooks, uppercuts, to the body into the head with the same hand, which is something that more boxers need to do. Couple that with the power, couple that with the height, how tall he is, and the chin that he has. It's he, he's he's a monster. There's a reason why Jamal Charlo refused to call him out by name when he was on hot boxing with Mike Tyson. Go back and watch the interview. Go back and watch it. In fact, people have cut up, have cut YouTube clips of that entire segment when Tyson, Mike Tyson, was trying to get Jamal Charlo to call out the names of people that he wanted to fight, and he brought up David Benavidez. Jamal Charlo said, "Oh, he ain't nothing. He ain't no Mexican monster. That's it. That's it. David David Benavidez, Mexican monster. That's the nickname." Ty, Mike Tyson said. Call out the Mexican monster. Call him out. Jamal Charlo said, oh, he, he, he's a bum. He ain't on my level. He ain't no Mexican monster. Tyson, Mike Tyson said, no, call him out by name. You about it, show it, show it. And what did he do? He said, all fighters in the, in the, in the division, I want to smoke. Whoever you are, come get it. He's scared. That's right, I said it, he's scared. I ain't ashamed to say it. He's scared. You don't do that. If you want to be about that life, you be about that life. What does that mean you do? You instinctively, if you got beef with somebody or you think somebody ain't on your level, what you do, you say, hey, everybody think that you ahead of me, 
Guess what? You're not. Let's make it. Let's let's make something better. That's what should happen. But he didn't do that. Because he don't want that smoke. I don't care how good I saw him in his last fight. He doesn't want that smoke. I don't use the word scared like I don't, Again, I've said this in the past on other episodes. I don't say somebody's ducking lightly. I do not. But when somebody is, I'm going to call him out. And Jamal Charlo, you're ducking. You waiting on Canelo Alvarez, and that's one of the problems with boxing today. Everybody's consistently waiting on Canelo, only the big cash cow, instead of making themselves the cash cow. Winky Wright, when he was called, I forget who, who was he calling out, Bernard Hawkins? Um, uh, was it was he calling out Bernard Hawkins? I can't remember who he was calling out. Was he calling out James Tony? One of the two. I can't. One of the two. Winky Winky Wright, boxer back in the day, phenomenal boxer. Wanted title opportunities. Call out everybody top in the division. Or call out the top guy in this division. Wasn't getting anything back from anybody. Wasn't getting any shots. What did he do? He beat every single opponent. He fought everybody in the division. To make it so that... To, and, and, and guess what he did? Beat everybody. Made it so that he was the only actual viable option for the champion to fight. Winky Wright beat every single boxer in his way. Didn't matter if they were big or small. Cleaned out the entire division, his entire weight class, so that he inevitably, he inevitably became the only boxer that was viable for a shot at the title. Made it so that nobody else had any way to say they were ahead of him because he beat them. Didn't waste time waiting on his name to get called out or waiting on the big fight to fall in his lap. He made the fight by going out of his way to beat everybody in his way. If they weren't, well, let's say if he was, if he was fighting today, Winky Wright was fighting today and he wanted to fight Canelo Alvarez. Guess what? If Canelo Alvarez wasn't available, guess who'd he fight? Jamal Charlo. Guess who'd he fight? David Benavidez. He would fight every single viable top-ranked opponent until he was the only name that hadn't been beaten by anybody in the top 10 and was the only one viable to actually say, hey, I deserve a title shot. And the only person that Canelo would actually be able to call out for, or the only person that Canelo would, would, would actually be able to give a title shot to because everybody else has lost. That's what would happen if Winky Wright or anybody cut from that same cloth was in boxing today. No waiting around. You earn your shot by beating everybody. Jamal Charlie would get his fight with Canelo so much sooner if he went ahead and beat David Benavidez and then beat everybody in the division. Beat Caleb Plant. Beat everybody. Everybody that Canelo either faced or is looking to get and fight against Canelo, you go and you beat them. You go and you do that. The biggest name that they say is the biggest threat to Canelo, which is David Benavidez, 
at the, well, outside of Bevo, is David Benavidez at this point in time. Guess what you do? You beat David Benavidez and make it so that now you're the biggest threat to fight Canelo Alvarez. Put yourself in position to be the only viable option. Don't just sit there and be content with just calling people out. I don't understand that. Marvin Hagler fought everybody. Roberto Duran fought everybody. Tommy Hearns fought everybody. Sugar Ray Leonard fought everybody. <coughs> Sugar Ray Robinson fought everybody. It doesn't matter. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh, sorry. So sorry. I'm not sick. I'm just riled up with rage. That's what I am. Riled up with rage and frustration. Because all these boxers in the modern day are doing the dumb thing of trying to wait on a payday instead of making themselves a payday. Earn, you can earn yourself the ability to earn all the money in the world to be the big name that you think that you should be if you go and fight everybody. That's all you got to do. Go and fight everybody. Stop waiting on names and make yourself a name. Not just with cherry-picked records and promotional um, appeal. With bums that don't deserve to be in the ring with you. Nah. You fight competent competition multiple times a year until you are slated to be the only guy viable for anybody to fight. That's how boxing should be. That's what Jamal Charlo should be doing. That's what every fighter in every division should be doing. Not looking for big names to call them out. Make yourself a big name. And then you call the other people out. You call Canelo out after you've earned your reputation. After you've earned the right to fight. Canelo beat everybody. He earned the right to be this big of a megastar. He earned the right to pick and choose who he's going to fight. Y'all ain't done that. Jamal, we can go even further, regardless of weight class. Ryan Garcia, I don't care who you are. Y'all talking like y'all big names. Y'all haven't earned the right to call out anybody. Because y'all ain't fighting nobody. You ain't you fighting bums. Your cachet and your promotional appeal is great. Your boxing talent is there. I'm not discrediting your ability to box. I'm discrediting your 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 inability to make yourself even greater than you are by refusing to fight who you need to fight. And by that, I mean, don't wait on big fights to happen. You build up your record by fighting everybody. Everybody in your way you fight. I'm not talking about non-challenge. I'm not talking about easy wins. I'm talking about legitimate contenders. If you can't get Ryan Garcia, if you can't get Javante Tank Davis, you fight the next best thing. Look for a fight against Isaac Cruz. Huh? Look for, look for a fight against Isaac Pitbull Cruz. The only person that has the right to call out who they want to fight or to say, yeah, I'm that guy right now is Devin Haney because he's undisputed. 
don't nobody got a belt in the division except for him. That's it. He's the only guy that has the right to say, I'm going to fight who I want to fight. Outside of that, everybody else has, is in line. They got to earn their shot. And Ryan, if you want to fight Tank Davis, that's fine. If he ain't available, you fight the next best thing. Plain and simple. Stop waiting for the fight to be made. You make your own fight. Make your own legacy. Push your way to the front of the line by fighting everybody who's in front of you. Instead of cherry picking, just waiting on my cachet to inevitably get big enough so that I can finally have a fight. See, that's why we don't get the, the fights that we want immediately up until five years down the line. That's exactly why. That's exactly why. Because y'all are not only are, are people only worried about their record. They're worried about, oh, you know, a loss can, can ruin my reputation. No, it doesn't. We still view Canelo as one of the best in the world. We still view Canelo as better than anybody else in the division. He's still undisputed. Y'all forget that. Now, with the loss to B-Ball, guess what? We know, or in my estimation, I know where his limits are as a boxer. How far he can move up before he, he, he cannot compete like he needs to. It's not bad. It's just a fact of the matter. Yet he's still garnered as one of the best in the world. He's still on the pound for pound list. You move him lower, if you want to move him lower, so be it. He's still on there. And he's got, what, two losses on his record? Which in today's boxing world is utterly ridiculous. That's not how boxing should be. Boxing should be. I fight the best whenever they're available in order to pay my way to a shot at the title, to be undisputed, and to reign. That's how boxing should be. The business side and, the, and, and more importantly, the fear of losing your O, your undefeated record, is ruining the sport for everybody. Ruining the sport. You, you change that, boxers, no matter what division, you change that mentality, you're golden. We go back to the golden age of boxing. When we were having matchup on matchup on matchup nearly every month. Fights getting made left, right, and center. Big fights getting made left, right, and center. Trilogies happening left, right, and center. Mega fights that didn't take five years to make. And then immediate rematches. Upsets leading to other major matches. Redemption arcs for fighters who get back into the fight. All of this gets, happens when you make a conscious effort to not be afraid to lose and to fight 
because you love to fight. That's what makes the sport better. Not saying neglect the business side. Get your money, absolutely. But that doesn't change the fact that if you want to be the business that you think that you are, you got to fight. If everybody wants Canelo money, everybody's got to do Canelo things. And what's Canelo things? Fighting anybody and everybody. Plain and simple. You want Canelo, you fight like Canelo, and you fight everybody. Everybody. When you do that, okay, you earn his money. You earn his respect, and you earn his cachet. You earn his current stature, or stat, current stature in the boxing landscape. You earn that. When you fight like he fights. I'm not talking about style. I'm talking about volume of fights and quality of fights and quantity. He's not just fighting uh, 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 Joe Schmoes and boxers don't belong in the ring with him. Anybody who's a contender, he's fighting. Laura, Amir Khan, Danny Jacobs, Gennady Golovkin. If it's there, he's going for it. If it's there, he's going for it. Floyd, when he was younger, Floyd Mayweather. Don't I believe the only other loss on his record outside of Bevo. If you're there, he's gonna fight you. And if he loses, guess what? He's gonna he's gonna keep fighting. It's not hard. It's just the fact of the matter. And when boxers understand that, this whole sport will be ten times better. Ten times better. So much better. But, again, I digress for this show. This has been the Welch Report. Again, Saturday. Saturday night. Canelo Alvarez Triple G, the trilogy. You don't want to miss. I believe it's on the zone. If you can catch it, please catch it. Again, leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Comment your thoughts and opinions on everything that we've talked about today. And please share this with everybody that you know. Whether they're a boxing fan or not, let's make this channel great. And bring them in. Please bring them in. Let's make this thing a mogul, baby. Let's make this thing an empire. And I can't do it without you. So please, thank you very much for joining me on the show. This has been the World Report. I've been your Jean Luc You've been be beautiful. Peace and love. We out of here. <laughs>